Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod and thanks to our sponsor, Rugby Warfare. They are a rugby lifestyle clothing brand with a range of unique designs on hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, jumpers and more. And they've kindly offered 25% off for all our Rugby Pod listeners and a free t-shirt with your order. So just head over to rugbywarfare.com forward slash rugby pod and get in on the action. Uh, we're going to get into some news shortly, but uh, before that, let's pass it over to Jim for some of the biggest news of all. Yes, Jim. What news? Oh, fake news. Oh, there's no beers in here. There's no beers, so there's no news. Where's Serious Chris? I thought <laughs> producer Tim had the beers earlier. Oh, the, the, we... the guy the guy with brown hair that's running around there with the um, silver necklace, it's producer Tim. Oh, is it dog tags? Yeah, the dog tags. Only yeah. other person I know in the world that still wears dog tags. James Haskell. Have a word with yourself. Dog tags, been and gone. Before. What have you got on, Jim? I don't know, but dog tags, or the word dog tags, or words... Reminds me of Dog Tanyon. Now, I nearly oh, called my newborn son Dog Tanyon. There's the news we're after. There we go. There we, we go. had a son. I had, had a son and, and a daughter. Yes, greedy. Yeah, very greedy. Congrats, buddy. Thanks, mate. All good? All good, mate. <laughs> a whirlwind week is probably... So we were here last week, weren't we? We were, and you were, just to put it in context... Whinging. Whinging like... Oh, I've she's never... moaning so much. I can't, I just oh, can't yes. get I've never heard anything like it. That poor woman is growing your twins inside her. Potentially your twins, sorry. Growing two children inside her that you're going to claim as yours. Mate, until they, they, you... they, they didn't come out looking like Marrow, so I'm... I'm... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So... And um, but... you're, you're sat there going, she's in hospital. It's lying there moaning, watching fucking movies all day. Mate, I'm got sick worse. of it. I'm <laughs> sick of it. Mate, it got worse. Well, you, I saw a picture of you in bed the next day. Mate. The very next day. In the hospital bed. Yeah, that was product placement. Mate, oh, okay. Well, I, I had the Are iPad you... next to me, so I tried to get Apple to kind of buy into what we were doing. Seriously, do you want to hear what went down? Let's go. Go Mate. on. Mate. So, there's obviously been a bit of a build-up. We knew they were coming. They've come a little bit early. I can say they Max and Freya, we call them. A bit like yourself. Max yeah, and Freya. Exactly. Max it. and Freya. Named well, after anyone in particular? Or? Well. Good names. I like those names, actually. Yeah, Maximus Strong. Decimus Aurelius. Maximus Decimus Aurelius is basically what I wanted to call him. My missus. Who has a name? After Gladiator, the boss, the Russell Crowe. Exactly. Beck the boss. Beck the boss is Kai Bosch. She said, "How are you going to call him that?" And I was like, "Well, we'll just call him Max." But obviously, you know, if he's playing sport or whatever, Maximus, go. <laughs> sounds so sounds so cool. Um, and then so we've got Maximus Decimus Aurelius and Freya, or just Max and Freya. Yeah, just Max and Freya. So yeah. boy and girl feel very lucky. Max came out with a boner. Genuine? Genuinely came out. Bigger with than yours, no doubt. I, 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 it literally, you know, like them yellow, yellow and kind of brownie black pencils that you get in uh, school. Mate, it was like that. Good on it. I was what? like, that, he's definitely mine. He's mine. What, yellow and black? What? What? But yeah, they come out. Mate, it was a traumatic experience. My goodness. Are you okay? Lads, listen to this. Right. So, we, as in me and my wife, She's part of it too. Of She's course. part of it. We had the other two, Jack James, JJ, and Phoebe. We had, they, they came out naturally. It was a breeze, no problem. They just fell out. Did they, they? they literally Easy. no, no, they didn't fall out. <laughs> JJ, JJ took a while to come out. He was the first. Phoebe slipped out like that. Bit of a traumatic experience for the wife, but fine for me. I didn't see any real dramas. What people talk about natural childbirth, it seemed pretty straightforward to me. Are you mm. saying that women moan too much about giving birth? Yes. Oh wow. So, Max and Freya, the twins. Been a few complications, nothing too serious. They're like, we're going to have to do it 
by a C-section. My wife's happy for me to talk about this. Was she going? Was she going to have them naturally? She was going to pop them, slip them out. Wow. Yeah. Warrior, mate. My wife a is hero. a warrior. There's mate, no my, need for that in this day. My mate. wife is a warrior. So we're there, and my wife's been in hospital for a couple of weeks before, so she's had a bit of a build-up. Watching, um, watching movies, right? Watching movies, lying mm. on the back, eating, you know, decent food there. Yeah. Um, she's cruising. Yeah, she's she's cruising. I am rushed off my feet, like, <laughs> taking the kids to school, coming into London, coming into the mixer, like, managing showbiz. Like, there's a lot <laughs> There's a lot to juggle. Super but, dad. Mate, Superman. Mm. Forget, Superman. Forget super dad. So we get there. Okay, she's in the hospital. I get there. I rock up. I was like, right, here we go. They're like, Right, you're going in. Signing autographs on the way in or? A couple of selfies. There we go. A couple of selfies. Who's the big freak? Here we go. <laughs> this is what I, this is what went down. They passed me this paper suit, which I've been w- which I wore before in slightly different circumstances. You've still got it on now, look at you. Yeah, so a slightly different attire to what I'm used to and a hat. Bet goes in to get kind of prepped and ready to go. I go in there to like this theatre room. Like I start feeling like a bit funny, like you know, like you haven't eaten for like two days. Like, no, that's, I've never experienced that in my life. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest. So like that kind of feeling, like a bit jaded, like. But then the anaesthetist there keeps saying, "Oh, you okay?" Like you, like keeps asking me if I'm okay because I look a bit like funny. Well, didn't, and, he, didn't he say you've had a C-section as well, son? Or what? <laughs> They're like, "Are you okay?" So I, the more I'm, the more she's asking me if I'm okay, the worse I'm beginning to feel. Like I'm sat down, I'm about to faint. Are you top end or bottom end? Oh, mate, there's no, there's, no, there's no chance I'm going down the sunroof. There's no chance. I am about to faint in this room. But this is what I didn't want it to be all about me. It's, it is always about you, though, Yeah, Jim. but I, I was like, look, you need to stop asking me whether or not I'm okay. Because if you keep asking me if I'm okay, I'm going to faint. You know what I mean? You're not taking any of those tough on the fuck up pills or what? Mate, I, I don't know what it was. What about the gas? Could you not get on the gas? Mate, there well, that, no, was, that wasn't going to make it any easier. There is no gas. It's like an epidural. I've had an epidural in my back, similar. But obviously, I've not given birth. Well, I look like I've given given birth. But what I'm trying to say is, naturally, so much easier. C-section. Easy, Mate, easier for who? I just think the whole thing. Because I'll tell you now, my missus is like, just cut them out. Out the sunroof. Out the sunroof, mate. Out this day sun- and age, there's no need to ruin the undercarriage. Mate, you don't want to ruin your favourite toy, do you? If I, if, <laughs> hey, if I was hung like you, Goody, I'd be saying, saying get him out the sunroof. <laughs> like, let's not forget, you know I'm bigger than you. We've <laughs> seen the pictures. The no. world has seen the pictures of you. There was a lot of dehydration there. But no. I just want to say, and I want to put this on record, I was going to tweet it. Goody, you're a rich man. You're borderline a millionaire. Rich in, in, in life Rich and in life. Mm. Okay, so NHS... I'm one of them that I'll jump on the bandwagon, like, with whatever. So NHS funding, politics. What I want to say is the NHS were unbelievable. I was, I, I was actually blown away with how good, how professional this, the whole, the whole setup mm. was. I will never moan about the NHS again. If anything, there needs to be given more funding. That's, that, that's what I've seen when I was there. The way that they looked after my wife and the twins in hospital. And you. And me, they made sure I was okay. You're okay. I'm okay. I'm okay now. Was second to none. It was five star beyond unbelievable service treatment. The lot. So I want to give a big shout out to the NHS for looking after my new arrivals and my and my lovely wife. Oxford Hospital. Oxford. Guess who was next to my wife? Not obviously having the twins at the same time. Mate, it's showbiz. 
Think showbiz. Think English showbiz. I would have Jim said Hamilton. Jim Hamilton, but you're Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, um, so think English showbiz. EastEnders. Oh, Kemp. Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp, yeah. Ross Kemp. Really? Mate of mine. Yeah, mate of yours. Yeah. But he didn't need Nipper. Follows me on Twitter. Done a, done a Facebook Live with him before. Loves his ruggers. Yeah, I saw him in the left. He said, are you Jim Hamilton? I said, yeah. He didn't. Are you Phil Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> it's Grant, but don't worry about it. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it's Grant. Yeah, I called him Phil. There were concerns last week that um, Marrow could have been involved in, in the uh, in the children's situation. He came out with a massive hard on. Well, you say massive. He didn't say massive. He just said yeah, hard I did. on. No, I said it. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's definitely not Marrow. I've seen Marrow in the shower. It's not Marrow. Not Marrow's. One million percent not. Goody. Hang on. He's drier than the Gobi Desert. He needs a beer. The producer's bringing them in now. Dog Tanyan. Dog Tanyan. Mate, Dog Tanyan. Goody, I don't know whether you should be having that beer. Well, I will. Are are we covered with... With the rugby pod, are we covered like through health insurance and stuff? Yeah, I think so. And this is showbiz, and I think like everything's covered, isn't it? Are you going to bore the listeners again going about health? (sighs) Get a fucking beer down you, Jim. Mate, I'm I'm having a beer. Last week, that beer sat there the whole time and wasn't drank at all. Yeah, I had a lot going on. I looked at it afterwards, I was like, what a waste, so I chopped it and then went home. I've not seen you eat like anything. I've seen you eat some sweets you, on the way you. up. We both had some sweets. So what were you up for dinner tonight? If you don't furnish me with a Mac and Wild burger on the way out, I'll have, uh, what will I have tonight? Microwave lasagna. We had last night, so Ella Grace and I had uh, a big steak. Beautiful it was. Yeah. With a rocket and parmesan salad. My ass. And some chips. <laughs> of course. What are you yeah. eating in the uh, corporate lounge at Wasps? Uh, eating a lot of defeats at the minute, unfortunately. Oh, my goodness, Goody. What's going good. on there, good, mate? It's you, not good, Ever too. since you've been there. I know, we haven't won a game since I became an ambassador. It's not good. But let's be honest, the numbers in terms of the corporate hospitality have gone through the roof. So Jim hosts, and this is the difference, right? Jim hosts the Tulip Lounge at Saracens, don't you? The one and only. Which holds, oh, I think... No, 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 hang on. The what lounge? The Tulip Lounge Tulip of, Club current, of current European champion Saracens. Yeah. Sorry, I yeah. beg your pardon. Anyway, so yeah, so, so Jim, you host the Tulip Lounge or Tulip Club at Saracens, yeah. which for people that haven't been there, I think it holds about 68 people in total. I'm hosting the Premier Club, a.k.a. the Andy Good Suite at the Rico Arena. 400 covers at the weekend. Really? 400 400 covers, 400 covers at the weekend. Mate, for Leicester, away. 2nd of December, I think it is. They've already sold 650 covers. And are you hosting it's been, Yeah, it's been sold out since I've come back. What are you eating? At the weekend, we had scallops to start. Beautiful scallops with a bit of black pudding as well. Scallops, what, from the ocean in Coventry? Yeah. Yeah, I bet they were in our Coventry more like the, the canal. In our... <laughs> the Coventry canal scallops. Uh, All rubbery. Then there was sea bass for Maine. So oh, yeah, again from the ocean. So I had scallops cough. and then sea bass, but then it gets better. Deep canal sea bass. So yeah. I, host, I host the Andy Good suite, or the Premier Club, as a... It's actually, no. do a bit myself first, then get the boys up for a Q&A. Then I take them down to the boardroom where there's the chef's table, Sunday lunch. So I double up, no doubt. Beautiful roast pork at the weekend as well. Crackling? Oh, yeah, crackling roast potato. Unbelievable. Jim, I'll tell you what I'll do, Jim. We're now good friends. We're not just work colleagues now, are we? We're We're, we're associates. We've moved up to associates. We have things in common. I'm going to take you to the Rico Arena, and I will spoil you. I will get you in the boardroom. And you can come and watch the Mighty Wasps yeah, destroy look, Saracens. Looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, no, Andy, you're not invited, mate. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay, that's right. There we go. Well, so there's a difference. Jim, Jim hosts 68 people in the Tulip Club. I host in the Tulip Club 68 of the most influential people 
in London, which ultimately means in the world, in the Tulip Lounge. So we have have had some famous people in there. Go on, like go on. Yeah. J K Rowling, Joe came the other the other week. No, he follows you on Twitter. J K Rowling. Oh, uh, she's invited me to a birthday. Party. Greg Wallace, big Wasp fan. Greg Wallace came to the game huh? at the weekend. Are you joking? So hang on. So oh, I said J.K. Rowling, you said Greg Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's more current? What's, what's J.K. Rowling done the last year? What's Greg Wallace? Who is Greg Wallace? Oh, you're yeah, joking. MasterChef, boys, come on. MasterChef. Oh, of course, no, course you're watching the food channel, mate. Yeah, exactly. Food show. exactly. Anyone else? I don't remember. You've been big on blasting other um, teams on uh, with, your, with your rugby pass column. Call a spade a spade, mate. Why haven't you had a go at Wasps? Um... He's making excuses for them. Oh, they're, they're injured. Willie LaRue, Rue, Rue is we injured. We had loads of injuries at the weekend. Why not have them go at Wasps? Hold on. What, what's the issue? Mate, they're in a lost, relegation fight. We've lost, I don't know. Tell, tell me what the we've issue lost, is. We've lost three on the spin. So we've lost at home to Quinns, should have won. Lost away to Exeter, got bullied. Lost at home to Bath in a really poor game on Sunday. We've got 100 injuries. But it will happen to every team this year. And I've had a bet with Jim, 500 quid. Mate, you've had a bet with a bloke on Twitter. And you. you, you yeah, got, and you. me. The Wasps will not make top four. 500 quid, Wasps will make the top four. Money goes to Matt Hampson Foundation. Easiest money Hambo's ever made. Wasps will be in that top four. We're going through a bad patch. Like when you had to play for Saracens. Saracens went through a bad patch when Jim was in the number four jersey. I don't know where you're getting this. this These stats, from. true stats. Saracens. Saracens lost nine, sorry, lost ten games in Jim's two years at the club. Jim started nine of those games. Do the maths, gentlemen. The could, could wasps do anything better at the moment? Is there yeah. anything they're not doing? It's Our attack. We missed Cipriani at the weekend, and he divides opinion for certain things. But my God, in attack, he is—he's phenomenal in attack. Puts pace on the game. But you actually got to credit Bath. They defended like heroes. This Sam Underhill. Everyone's like, "Oh, Francois Lowe's gone to play, back to play for South Africa, or be in the squad." What a player! Yeah, he's quality, mate. Saturday, sorry, Sunday at the Rico Arena was 150th anniversary celebration lost. game. And you lost. And they got, and this is something now, they got all the old boys, invited loads of ex-players up, uh, treat them for the day, brought the kids up, and they made us do a guard of honour for both teams as they come on the pitch. Introduced us to the crowd. Biggest cheer of the day. Coventry's Andy good way. <laughs> really? Place is going wild. Um, anyway, so we're guard of honour, and I've been retired 18 months. And though, my God, those boys all ran out of the changing room past us. I think everyone's got bigger again. There's some including, absolute monsters, including, you. including me. I got bigger in the wrong way. There's some monsters. Alid Brew is massive. Not a great rugby player, but my God, he's big. Uh, Beno Abano, size on him. Everyone's mate, huge. It's frightening now. That's what I was up against last year. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the A League, mate. You weren't. Didn't play one A League game. That just shows you the quality. What of you? Of me. I didn't play one A League game. <laughs> that's uh, what you judge yourself on. You're of well, your players you don't play and, league. Well, and win, winning two European Cups you did nothing in those European Cup finals let's be honest was it 700,000 pounds well, so, so 750k and uh, Tom Shanklin Shanks agreed he's an honest man he knows his rugby I'll pay some pounds I actually, I actually think I've ran over him oh I think Scotland God. played Wales and I've ran over him I think again, it, was someone, it was someone with a bold head for Wales Jack and Ori Jim probably Martin Williams no, no, it weren't him. He'd have smashed you. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely like a proper skin. He was big. He Speak, was like... Speaking of smashing people, uh, the, the chat I've been seeing you guys uh, throwing around on Twitter, uh, Big Jim versus Joe Marler and uh, Goody versus Austin Healy in, in the ring, boxing. Mm. I mean, what, is this real? I saw, I saw Austin at the weekend. 
Smack the game. No, he came up to me. He's like, well, he punched me in the back, little jab. And I turned around. And he's like, oh, yeah, good banner from Jim. He goes, I said, do you want it? Should we have a go? He's like, no, no, no. You knocked me out once. I'm not letting you knock me out twice. That is the absolute lie. Absolute truth. Get him on air. Austin Collin. Would you fight Marleybone? Would I fight? He would fill you right in some, wouldn't he? Mate, this, this is genuine. You, you guys don't believe me. I genuinely think that he wouldn't get insurance. I do not think if if you're his agent, right? If you're his agent or you're his team manager, and he wouldn't and, get insurance for getting in the ring with Jim Hamilton. No, I don't think they would. I think with Andy Good, they'd be like, yeah, of course you can. It's for charity. If they said we're going to put you in a ring with Jim Hamilton, if I'm his agent or his dad, I'd be like, no, you, you, son, you can't do it. It's like going in there with Anthony Joshua. <laughs> Are you comparing yourself to no, Anthony Joshua? No, 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 it's not like that. No, no, no. I genuinely think he'd be on his back in one round. You are dreaming. We asked him to come on the show. Text back. I've seen the screenshot. Don't like Jim. Don't like Goody. Don't think it's a good idea. That's what he came back with. So, fair play. He's honest. Mate, I was sat with my wife in the car. And I said, uh, she, I said oh, I've got the podcast. We're trying to get a guest on tonight. Uh, we're trying to get Joe Marler. And she said, oh, who's he? Of course, no one knows who he is. <laughs> um, I said, he's the guy with the, the Mohican who's 30 years old and has got Japanese tattoos. He's not Japanese. And I said that... <laughs> He doesn't want to come on because he's alive. He said, Oh, why is it he like you? I'm like, I have no idea. You know what he's done? Got no idea why he wouldn't like you. Do you know what he's done? He's taken on field beef and taken it off the pitch. You don't do that. You do not do that. I, genuinely, I don't, I don't know him. So it's kind of like I'm going based on me filling him in twice on a rugby pitch and almost choking him out because he, he was trying to choke me out. I flipped him over, got into full mount, and basically put my elbow on his throat body slam I didn't body slam him no that would hurt too much I could, I could have done I, mate, it was the end of the game I was knackered <laughs> if it was early on I you could... just come on though you, is it two minutes no, in no 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 it was when Quinn's beat Saris it was one of oh, my yeah, one yeah, of my nine losses you're yeah. in the wrong podcast you should be on Joe Rogan's podcast make sure what a podcast I mentioned to you before so if you want another podcast to listen to you need to go on to this Joe Rogan one I just listened to one they're talking about evolution of people in terms of you know how people are built to fight for example, because Joe Rogan's into UFC, mm. he's a commentator on that. So basically, looking at you, Andy Rowe, mm. like you would, you wouldn't be built to fight. You look like no, a bit, you look like a bit of a mole. I'm more evolved. A mole. A mole. A mole. A mole. No, yeah, a I agree. Mole. A, mole. a mole. So you look like a mole. So you'd be like a digger. No, I'm more evolved. Like I don't look like I'm, I'm built for fighting or making fires. Where you look like you're built for hunting and gathering and making fires and climbing up trees. And what, Jim looks like he's built to be a coat hanger. What do you mean? You're fuck all size to you. Yeah, but that's not evolution. Wait, he's look at him. I see where you're going. His, with his it, evolution, yeah. he was a big lad and he's morphed into this bag of bones. So if you're looking at me, right? You just hang a coat hang on, on you. That's no, all you no, could no, do. No. That's all you're good for. If you're looking in if you're looking at me in the street, here we go. If I'm walking down, you're thinking athlete. Freak. You're thinking athlete. <laughs> I'm that's thinking it. lanky streak of piss. You're thinking athlete. That's what you're thinking. Lanky streak of piss. Six foot eight, 118 kgs and arms that could literally Choke out a lion. <laughs> Choke out. Don't get onto the lion chat. Oh, we'll, we'll come to the lion <laughs> chat shortly. It got me thinking. So, that, like, they're talking about how the best fighters have got big heads and big hands. Chinese people. Okay, I can say that. I'm a quarter Chinese. Chinese people are not built for combat sports. Small heads, thin necks. But small Bruce hands. Lee, but karate and 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 you talking Japanese. about Buddhist warriors? Japanese. Mate, I'm talking about hand, hand-to-hand combat. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. Mate, I'm talking $10. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say is, so people have evolved into this. Goody, 
you would have been a king or an emperor. Thank right? you very much. Because, Appreciate that. Right, let's, because uh, you're so fat. Should we chat about rugby? <laughs> because you're so fat. You've been <laughs> fed. You've been fed. Oh, because he eats well, so that's a, yeah, it's a sign like a of wealth. Yeah, sign of wealth. Mm. You'd be head like you'd be like head of like the whole country. Thank you. As in, look at this think, fat guy. I think that's a compliment. This like, fat guy. If there's no in there food, somewhere, there's a compliment, isn't it? If there? there's no food, this man will survive till the death. Yeah. <laughs> he's eating plenty of pork crackling. He's having. Yes. He's going twice at dinner. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't. He's having whatever he wants. He's exactly. drinking ale. I yeah. drink what I want. I drink what I want. His belly's down by his <laughs> knees. He drinks what he wants. We touched on the uh, the lion thing. How crazy was that? Uh, Scott Baldwin missing the Cheetahs versus Ospreys game after he was bitten by a lion. How smart was Goody, though? Yeah. It's Someone sent him the video, and he's posted it on Twitter. It's gone viral. Viral. He's got... 400, I, I was calculating, do you know how many more followers you got off the back of that? Uh, followers You're, don't bother me, impressions. Oh my word, you are a sneaky peek. Over 2 million impressions, boys. 2 million impressions? Yeah. Where'd you get it from? Did you get it sent directly to you or did you just... Yeah, a good friend of mine. Did you just who, download it off someone else's Twitter and repost it as your own? No, 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 I put it out there first. I was, I was on Saturday night, I was just put the news on and my missus was like, have you just seen your name flash up? I was like, yeah, I did. They're, they're reporting on it. ITV News, courtesy of... At Andy U10. Thank you very much. I uh, know I got sent it by a friend who was very good friends with Scott Baldwin. Best bit about that video, though, two bits. So he's got, I mean, what are you doing trying to pat a lion's face? What do you I mean, that's so Welsh. I, I get the guy, he's so Welsh. I get the guy that's. Let's pet the kitty cat. It's sheep. Yeah. I get the guy that is stroking the one on the side by the fencing or whatever it's called. What was it? It's a cage. A cage. It's not really a cage, is it? It's like the. You know, it's a cage. Yeah. It's a cage. It's a cage. It's it's a cage. Well, it's a cage without a roof. It's, it's, it's it's they're, in, they're in an enclosure. Enclosure. Anyway, um, I get that. The lion's looking the other way, touch its back, tickle its side, and then get the hell out of there. To go put your arm through as far as he did and stroke it like a dog. I was just amazed. We got bitten. And then the snap then the, of the lion's jaws. Oh. You hear But the best bit, if you, listen, if you listen to the whole clip, he's just been bitten by a lion, and one of the Welsh boys goes, You're right, do what? Is it German? <laughs> yeah. You're right to odd but basically asking him, is he all right? And then the gamekeeper's like, uh, just take him over there for a bit of first aid. First aid? You know, he's nearly had his hand ripped off. And the best bit at the end was when the Welsh boy goes, anyone get that for Jeremy Beadle? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just brilliant. Um, yeah, what a muppet though. Well, later on, we're going to, we've got the super fan coming in. You know, there's a competition going um, where you can engage us on Twitter to say or, or Facebook to say why you should be coming on here and reading social media. The super fan uh, that is coming in here who looks very similar to Goody except a lot richer in redness. So absolutely horrendous then, I'm sure. <laughs> is it he or a she? You, it's you, a he. You tell us he's he, a bag of rubbish. And he's coming in. He, he got bitten by a lion. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing that story. That's how we, that's how we got him to come on the show. He said, I, I, I got bitten by a lion. And, and we're like, we want to hear that story. So let's get him in. Oh, it's good. He's Jesus. Doing... He makes me look slim. Yeah, he, I mean, he... take a seat. He's got matching matching hairdo and, and red jumper. He's got dressed dress for the occasion. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm not too bad, thank you. Yourselves? What, what's your name? Richard. Richard, and where are you from? Birmingham originally, but I'm living down here in London now. Okay. Good to have you on the show. You've got bigger tits than me, to be fair. Hey! <laughs> Webbers! <laughs> he can stay. I've, I've got a side profile. Bristols. I've got a side profile, and it's it's similar. So I'm going to go both double Ds. Both double D's. He's got big, you've got big arms. 
Do you work out? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. What do you, what do, you do? What, what do you bench? About 125. What do you do, Jim? You're, you're, you're about an 85 kilo. With those, in me, in me with those day, fucking spaghetti arms, you could not lift more than 80 kilos. In my A-day, I'm one rep matching 160. Lies. And what do you squat? I don't squat. Bad back. Yeah. And we all... And we all, yeah. But when I'm on £750,000 a year like you, I'll start to squat. Jim was oh. never on that. Jim didn't yeah. earn that over his whole career. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I actually accumulated what I earned the other day, and it was £1.8 million. But, um, <laughs> I mean, if we're... It, it could have been £1.7, but we, we couldn't work out the discrepancy with the tax and stuff implications for playing international. But, yeah. How much do you think you weren't good in your career? No, I don't. Come on. Yes, you do. I'm, Mate, you were on Brits. No, so, rumours had it back in the day, right, that you'd sign for breath. Breathe. breathe. You'd sign for breathe. For two or three years, on half a million pound a year. I, I can't remember. <laughs> you know. I can't remember. Come, Come on, on, mate. Come on. I generally can't remember. Give us well, a number. Where was your biggest contract then? Brief. <laughs> <laughs> so, Goody was on half a million at Brief. No, I wasn't. And everyone wants to know what you're on at Newcastle. What were you on there to keep them up? Mate, you can't put a price on that. What do you think? Super fan. You can't put a price on re- the difference between relegation. They say it's two million, so you can put a price on it. I didn't get paid two million. Superman, what do you think? Goody got paid. Super Goody. Super Goody. Not That's enough, obviously. There you go. Not, yeah. I'm actually going to say, can I call you Foodie? You can. Yeah. That's it. Foodie. <laughs> Super Foodie. Yeah. Super Foodie. God, he won't want to come back again. Can well, let's you, see if he's, he's any good. Him. Yeah, let's get into the social media questions. What, right. what, do, what do you got so far? So read out who it's from and then, and then what the message is. Okay, Jack Tyra says, can you give Gloucester a Northampton-style bollocking like after their first game, as it seems to have worked rather well for them? And Ben Parker would like to know what needs to change at Gloucester. Uh, bring back Jim. That needs to change. You'd go in there and sort the culture out, wouldn't you, Jim? Is the culture the problem? Again, we spoke about culture before, didn't we? It's an easy word to use in terms of culture and <coughs> how that affects a team. Okay, <coughs> Gloucester have got issues from top to bottom. Over year, this is years or years of issues. Everyone talks about Exeter, right? Okay, in terms of their story and what they've done from the championship and they've come up. You look at Exeter's team, right? And I'm not being detrimental when I say this. They've probably got one out and out superstar in Jack Knoll. And is he a super superstar? Mm-hmm. He's not. He's a superstar because he, he went on the Lions tour. Gloucester have got household names. They have done for years, but it isn't working for them. The amount of changes that they've got of coaches, Laurie Fisher goes in, we had him on the show, clearly a good man. Ackerman's in, David Humphreys. Who's running the show? Is it Ackerman? Is it David Humphreys now? Brian Redpath was there, he left. Cole Hogg went to the helm, Dean Ryan. Mate, the list is endless in terms of there's no sustainability there. If it was me, and this sounds harsh, and I'm giving my opinion, I live in the Gloucestershire area, I would let the older, high-profile, big earners, I'd let their contracts run. I would get rid of them and I would manage the fans' expectations at Gloucester and say, look, we are not a top six side. They're not a top six side. They're, they're not. Their spend, mm. you say that though, yeah. but their squad spend is in the top four. I they're know sp- that for a fact. Humphreys, David Humphreys is the second highest paid DOR in the league. Behind. Do you know? Yeah. Go on. Die young. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that about on, clearing out that the older guard can help a culture because... Humor me for a little bit, Goody. Um, the Hurricanes. Back, oh, ball off! No, oh, honestly, God. I can't even honestly, go there. Like, back in the day, like they always had, they always had All Blacks, like stacked full of All Blacks. And Mark Hammett went in there, and the first thing he did, he got rid of Pity Wepu, got rid of Andrew Hoare, and he got rid of Ma'anonu. And these are all World Cup winners. So sometimes, as you said, like to change a culture, you need to get yeah, rid of. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm the not guys. saying that. Who, who are you talking about getting rid of? No, them? no, I, I'm talking. <laughs> 
I'm talking about Gloucester have got an unbelievable demographic of good rugby players. Hartbury, for example, who was where they train on the same facilities. I'd be looking to bring guys in from there, which they do. They do do that. But I'm talking about initially managing expectations from the fans. What, what do, so they're looking at Gloucester. Where do they think, really, when you've got the likes of Exeter, Saracens, Wasps, Leicester, Bath? There's your top four. Well, Wasps. Top four, top six, Newcastle. Look at the players, look at the difference. Like, you know, there's players at Gloucester that I rate highly, but where's the, le- the leadership? Mm. So where's the out-and-out experience, you know, locally? You look at Exeter, again, I'm going to go back and say that. The players that perform for them week in, week out are local guys. So I, I don't know if I've given you an answer there. For me, I, Gloucester, they need to start again. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously we, we gave Northampton a bit of stick after week one when they were embarrassed by Saracens at Twickenham. And Gloucester, on the same week that Northampton were embarrassed by Saracens at Twickenham, beat the champions Exeter at King's Home. And then you can't back that up four weeks later and have your biggest ever defeat in the Premiership away to Sale. Not even away to Saracens, not even away to Exeter, like a top team that attacks well, hard place to go like last year, the Rico Arena. Um, that, it was embarrassing. But the thing is, Gloucester could beat Northampton at the weekend. I don't That's think the they will, but Gloucester could beat Northampton at the That's weekend. That's the thing. It'd be great to see this weekend Gloucester bounce back. And as the highs and lows of sport, you always get a reaction after an absolute drubbing, don't you? Yeah. Like for me, I'd I'd have Tom Savage as captain, a guy that's a week-in, week-out kind of man, a hardy guy, local guys from the area, still playing Henry Trinder back to form. There are good things happening there, but there, there needs to be some changes. Bring back Jim. Super Ferdy, any more questions that we got there? What we have. Um, what's the best away trip for a night out? So post-match beers. Enjoy. Su- yeah, Super Food, have you played rugby? I used to, I don't anymore. Who did you used to play for? I only played university. Old Piss Boring, so that's fine. Where, where was your best night out? <laughs> Sheffield, Sh- Student Union. Well, what happened Sheffield down there? Yeah, what goes on down there? Do a bit. <laughs> He's done bits, hasn't he? Whole lot of drinking. Whole and lot of drinking. Mis- and general misbehaviour. Yeah, yeah. You got any good stories from tours or...? Not really. I didn't play long enough, unfortunately. You must have some good stories of initiations. Or oh, the, you used to have to drink a uh, beer out of a Wellington. Oh, that's loose. What's a Wellington? Loose. Like where you're shouting, that's boot, that's boot. A Wellington boot, what you put, you know. It's oh, boot. well, yeah, like a gum boot. Oh, what? Oh, God. Oh, like yeah, a, oh, well, yeah. A so gum boot. Kiwi. So that's as loose Go as you Sheffield, you have to drink out of a boot because... That's as bad as it got, yes. Best place for me, and I know it's going to be different to Jim's because I know, I'd like to name what Jim's would be. I hope it's that one. So, no, Jim's best away trip is chasing Titty Von Belf- Trump around Belfast. Pa- around Belfast. Oh, yeah. yes. Of course it is. Mine was, um, and this is why I was delighted to go and sign there eventually, was Newcastle on a Friday night. Oh, all right. What a night out. Are you telling me? Have you, you've been out in Newcastle? I've never yeah. been out in Newcastle. I'd love to. It is, is it, unbelievable. Is it just like Geordie Shaw? Yeah. Just like that? Yeah, pretty much. House of Smith, great place. Right, Newcastle's yeah. a banging night out, mate. Unbelievable. You go up there, normally you win when I was playing at Wasps or whoever. And just go out on the tune, mate. I've, I've been out there once when I played for England 21s. Oh, Jesus. England, there you go. Your first love. You weren't good enough that to play for the national team. So you so you was... got the Red Rose tattoo. Yep. No, yeah, I don't know what you're on about. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yours is Newcastle. Newcastle's <laughs> unbelievable for a night out. I'm going Dublin. Yeah, I'm going Dublin. That is good. Dublin Unbelievable is good. night out. I had a great night out in Dublin. But this ain't about you. Weird Sorry. fish. It's just on tour. I was on tour. All right, hang on. This is about you then. No, it's not. What happened in Dublin on... then? No, I just went to Copperface Jacks with a group of guys and we all just got mismatched. Copperface oh, Jacks is horrible. 
Hang on. It's a horrible place. Hang on, wait, wait. So Weird Fish has just said he... Did you just say you had the best night ever? No, no, no. I said we all got mismothered because he was like... Mismothered? Miss what? So there's like 10, 10 of us guys going up to you watch the getting, rugby. You were getting breastfed by who? By all sorts of mothers. By Goody's mother. Sorry, I'm sorry. Miss Good listens to this, you know that. Mate. Don't cross your arms because Goody's <laughs> mum comes and Hang on, weird fish. I want to know what's happening. Mate, there's so nothing's you, happened. There's so like, well, you just said you went out in Dublin with a good night. You went out with 10 blokes and got mothered. Mismothered. We just all lost each other in Copperface Jacks. That sounds so so funny. Crazy guys. Yeah. You know. Mate, you are loose. You That's are those loose. weird fish from New Zealand. I do crazy yeah. things from time to time like that. Yeah. So Dublin, you want to tell me about night out in Dublin? <laughs> have I told you the story? I might have done because I've basically sold my soul on this show. Uh, did I tell you the story about the Mumford and Sons in yeah. Dublin? Yeah. Have I, have I said it on the show? No, I can't remember the story. So basically, uh, we beat Ireland. <laughs> of course we did. Well, in at Croke Park. Lies. For, for Scotland, we did. You on the bench? I started, mate. Dream on, I started. Yeah, what year? John Beatty ran from the halfway line. What year? 2009. I'll make it up, mate. It's never happened. Carry on. 10? 2010? Could have been 2013. Mate, we won a few times there. Got man of the match a few times against Ireland. Uh, <laughs> but who's bothered about the rugby? Because we ain't. Went out after... So we've gone to this place called Crystal's, loose as a goose, mate. We've gone in this place, VIP, because <laughs> that's what we do. Showbiz. So we've gone in there, VIP. I'm sat in this VIP bit, and there's these cool-looking blokes, so I'm like, I fit in here. You guys look cool as fuck. I'm f- sitting with you. Free vodka, free gin, living the dream. And like this, these guys are like kind of like a bit edgy, like they're kind of singing and like like doing this drum stuff on the table and then one of them sing. I'm like, mate, you are incredible at singing. Have you ever thought about going on the X Factor? You, did, you didn't say that, did mate, you? I said that. Oh. As, as this is happening, there's a queue of birds coming over so Jim, asking for pictures, right? So With Jim or? This is genuine, right? So I'm there. I'm, I'm like, sorry, lads, had a big game today, just beat Ireland, like get over, getting pictures with like all these people. Clacker everywhere. Everyone's keen as mustard for, for pictures. So they're all coming over. I'm apologising to these lads. So they get up and walk out, and you know, like the torches on your phones. They did have phones back then, it weren't knockers, there were iPhones in there. Um, as they walk out, I said to the, the doorman, I was like, Who are these blokes that they're all videoing? He's like, Oh, they're the Mumford and Sons. I was like, Are you joking? <laughs> embarrassing that, isn't it? How embarrassing Whoa. is that? Yeah. So I'm there in there with and the Mumford and Sons. And you thought all the clacker was for you? I thought all the people coming for photos <laughs> wanted photos because we just smashed <laughs> Ireland. A day in the life of Jack and Ori Jim. We've got Ed Slater on the phone. How are you, Slates? All right? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I've got over Friday, just about. Oh, now you talk about oh, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> what happened? Now you've what now happened? You've mentioned it. Oh, where do you start? Um, I think uh, we just kind of capitulated, really. Our set piece was poor. Um, played too much in our own half. Uh, wore ourselves out. And I think off the back of that, sailed, sailed didn't have to work too hard and got four intercept tries off us, I think. So that's kind of most of the story, really. It was not until the last 10 minutes we kind of decided to turn up, but we were 50 points down by then. Uh, Slates, obviously I know you, um, and we've had a little chat before, but I think for the listeners and that listen to the podcast out there, I find it very strange, right, that Leicester have let someone like you go. Um, okay. So firstly, because they're lacking in the second row department. They've, they've got no strength and depth whatsoever. I think you... We're a first line, second row for them, the way that you've played over the years. 
So how? Oh, I love you. Don't yeah, I love you, Ed. I love you, Ed. Well, I taught him all he knows. He's watched me and he's seen, seen how it's gone down. He watched you and said you were shit, Jim. Uh, but oh, so, like, so, so, the, so that whole debacle, that whole debacle of you going from Leicester to Gloucester. Can you just explain yeah. in in your words how it went down? Yeah, well, to be fair, I, I'd known um, the club were interested in Johnny, and there's a few few rumours and stories about how that came about. So I knew that was going to happen, um, one way or another, and then. I got a call on a Friday, kind of just before the stuff with Johnny was going to be finalised, and and basically was told by by my agent that that Gloucester had, had asked if I was available to swap for Johnny, um, like for like. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you've seen my try scoring power of, um, <laughs> zero. So I got that call and dismissed it almost immediately, just because I I got some time left on my contract and hadn't even considered moving, let alone within the space of a week. So dismiss that. And uh, basically what happened after that is it became clear that there wasn't going to be too much of a future left for me at Leicester if I decided to stay. And Gloucester were desperate for me to go. And I really, when I broke it all down, I needed a new challenge. And actually it probably came at the right time in, in hindsight. And you may think, you know, you may think, oh, he's just saying that, he's just had to sign there and, and, um, you know, just being a bit politically correct but or diplomatic. But the, the truth is, I, I'd gone a bit stale. I'd had a few injuries at Leicester and um, I was quite comfortable. And actually, I needed a change myself. And I didn't really realise until the opportunity presented itself to me. So that 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 is basically how it came about. I think that tells you kind of everything, really. And obviously, um, off, the, off the back of that, Ed, you know, you're... From the outside, fans will look at you as Leicester stalwart. Was it seven, eight years at the club? Yeah, a massive ton of games, captain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and this is the thing when when people look at moves like that, and people, you know, from the outside, and you know, I can say it, you you maybe can't. You were forced into this move originally because Leicester are trying to push a deal through. Um, like you said, you had time left on your contract, but you know, I've been in in positions like that where, as a player, you try and position yourself to be well earn as much money as you can and lengthen your contract you're now saying that you've obviously seen that you're a bit stale etc it's worked out quite you've obviously got the two or three you got i think you've got a three-year deal haven't you gloucester three three yeah. years mate yeah. so obviously for yourself and your family and, th- and this is the way yes rugby's tribal yes everyone wants to play for a team that they're embedded into and love and etc but as, as soon as that has come from leicester you feel a little bit that you're not wanted, surely the best decision mm. for you has been to move to Gloucester, where a place where someone actually desperately wants you to come and be a leader and offers you a three-year deal and, um, you know, can have an impact. Well, without a doubt, mate. I mean, you just summed up basically my thought process in, in it all, really, is first came the pride, you know, well, I want to stay at Leicester. I've been at Leicester for a long time. You know, I love the club and, you know, I enjoyed playing there for so many years. And then you kind of go and discuss it with, with, the, with the relevant people, and it kind of becomes a bit muddy. The water becomes a bit muddy. And then it, the, the best thing to do is actually then t- take a step back and look at what's on the table. Um, and that, that's how it came about. So you're right. Yeah, obviously, I've got a longer contract at Gloucester. But that's perfect in itself because I, I don't want to flip between clubs. If, if I was going to move, I wanted to go somewhere and be able to contribute for a while. And that wasn't going to happen at Leicester. So you're right. It, if I'd have, I could have dug my heels in and said, look, you know what, it's not the right deal for me at the moment because I've got a family, I don't want to move short term. That doesn't interest me right now. I, I could have done that, but 
I'd have been cutting off my nose to spite my face. Yeah. Another cliche there. You know, that that's really the road it was going down. So you're right, I took a step back and the opportunity to go to Gloucester, when I looked at everything that was on the table, it was obviously uh, a long contract, which is a good thing for me. But beyond that, you look at the club itself and they're definitely um, in a rebuilding stage. They've obviously got Laurie left the club. They went out and, and tried to find the best coach they could and they came up with Johan Ackerman, who I, I think is a quality coach with, with great pedigree. Uh, and they made some good signings over the summer. And I think when, when everyone's fit, it, it is actually on paper a very, very strong squad. And besides all that, you, you get to move from Leicester to Cheltenham. So Yeah, very nice. Uh, so I was just, about as, to say as that, you actually. Boys will, as you boys will well know, uh, seven years in Leicester is like a live sentence. So, so you've taken over the um, King of Cheltenham now, have you? No, 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 mate. He's not firm, the king. That's firmly, that's firmly with Owen Williams, I think. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, I thought you were going to say me. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, so you, you're a bit posher. Yeah, he's a co- Jim. Posh, I'm Cotswolds. No, I'm, I'm Cotswolds, Cotswolds mate. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, yeah. you can't get away from the fact on Friday night, absolute hammering away at yeah. Sale. Yeah. I think it's Gloucester's biggest ever Premiership defeat. I've been at clubs, Worcester, and different places where you've got an absolute hide, and then it's the most brutal training week after that. How has it been, and how's Johan Ackerman been? with all the boys this week? Um, I think the, the good thing about Johan is he's very consistent. So, you know, when we had that good result against Exeter, it was, you know, it wasn't over the top. Um, that was mainly because you came off the bench and won it for him, wasn't it? <laughs> well, if you want to write that story, yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Jim says as well. Uh, I said it on beta, yeah. And then, obviously, with the, with the pacing on Friday, you know, he's not going too, um, too mad about it either. I, I think... We're a new team, new coach. Our interpretation of the game plan needs improving. I think there are players who come back into the side that will help that as well. So, obviously not ideal losing to, to Sale at, at their place, but I really think we were our own worst enemies. I think that's been the case every time we lost. You look at the first 20 minutes against Leicester, we decided not to turn up. And then after that, we, were, we weren't too bad and we could have, could have won the game if we'd had a little bit more experience inside them. Similar to to Harlequins, we're just we're just unsure about how to close out those games. Um, now obviously, the results are a bit different against Sale, but I, I still think um, there's a bit of bedding in to do, and a little bit of experience to come into the side and working out how we can win some of these games without uh, taking away a, a bit of ambition to play. Right, Ed. Thank you very very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck for the rest of the season and. Um, yeah, well, ho- hopefully, hopefully, yeah, uh, things turn around for you quickly. Cheers, Lates. Cheers, Lates. Thanks for having me on, boys. Cheers, yeah, man. I, w- I want to touch one thing. I want to touch on one thing about Gloucester that we were chatting there, and you know, Slates is going to give that diplomatic opinion. I'm really surprised Leicester got rid of someone of that quality and the way that he plays. So Gloucester, even when I was there, and even now, and all the media and stuff that surround them, everyone talks about the crowd at Gloucester. Mate, they're great. You know, they are, they're, when they're on form, they're French-esque. They give you that kind of adrenaline that they're back in the team. What I found at Saracens, and let's be honest, Saracens fan base is small, okay, is when the crowd aren't there, like Sale, where are the players getting their energy from? And if I could go back to when I played at Gloucester and Captain Gloucester, I would think differently. I was there, I was like, get out there, the crowd are behind us, we're at home, we're at Kingsland, we're this, we're that when we're there. But you can't use the crowd. It's an external factor to motivate the team. So 
Yes, the crowd are amazing, but stop using the crowd as a motivation. You've got to look at each other. You've got to look around at your teammates and say, motivate each other by doing good things. So when we go away to somewhere like Sale, when we go up to Newcastle, we can put in a performance, we can pick up points because we don't need a crowd to motivate us, to inspire us, to take us forward. That's what I wanted to say on that. Well said, Jim. Thank let's, you. Let's go to the rumour mill. You guys got any rumours for us? Well, after Goody stabbed him in the back at the beginning of the season. Stabbed him in the back? Dorian West and Northampton. I didn't stab Mate, him in the back. Him. I just... They're sacking him. Is he gone? Well, not not now, but I think he's going at the end of the year. I don't know if they're sacking him, but I've heard he's moving on. Yeah, I heard he's, he's off to Newcastle, I've heard. To work with Dino, they're tight as... They used to be coppers together. Yeah, you heard he's off to... Newcastle, yeah. They're replacing who? John Wells? Uh, no, just adding to an ever-growing coaching panel at Newcastle. Really? I heard Danny Wilson's leaving the Blues to uh, replace him, actually. What, uh, blues? Are you saying Auckland Blues? I don't know. It was just on the sheet and I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm testing you. Cardiff Blues. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Uh, it's all rumours, though. You just never know. It's all rumours. A lot of the rumours that we talk about are true. Let's be Very honest. Uh, last week as well, we got um, talking about Willies in sinks and pipes about David Strettle and Nick Abendon dingling. Abendonob. Abendonob. Yeah. So we didn't finish. Hell of a piece on it. Mate, I'll tell you what, it kind of can put it in a a hole in a sink and it just bends around the pipes. Exactly. Bristols. Bristols. Now, again, we get given this kind of information. I cannot see David Shitlid Strettle and Nick Abendonob ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling bend it around a sink in a hoop in the the pipe in the sink. You can't see Bristols. Why? For half a million, you can't Man, see them. I just, yeah. Bristol have got more money than anyone. More than Clermont? Yes. Bristol's? Yeah, Bristol's have got more Man. money to spend on players. Not sustainable. It is. All Bristol's right. it is because there's, there's one guy that pumps in a shitload of cash. For me, I think watching Claremont, because they'll do a lot of work with uh, top, 14, top 14 commentaries, tune in. I can see Claremont doing everything they can to keep hold of Abendon on, but maybe Strets. Why? Not so much. Bendelon's a quality player. Stretch is a quality player, but Stretch is, Stretch is world 30, class. Yeah, but he's 33, 34. The wingers that Claremont have got, my God, Raka, ridiculous. Nikatathi. I don't think. Why would Stretch wouldn't get in? Stretch wouldn't get in their starting team why would if Str- everyone was fit. Why would Stretch go to Bristol's? He'd he's thirty four. Into any team in France. He's thirty. Well, it depends. Depends where he wants to move back to England. Depends. Cash, mate. Cash is king. Mate. Bristol will offer him half a mil. All right. Stretch, I'm your agent. I also heard that um, now that the Western Force are out of Super Rugby, a good mate, a really good mate of Goody's, uh, to Tafu Pilota now. Um, Never maybe, heard of him. Maybe <laughs> heading even, to Quinns or Lister. Oh, Pulse, he might be one of my mates. He's going to where? Don't even know him. Either Quinns or Lister. Yeah, Pilota now, the hooker. To Tafu Pilota now. Yeah. Mm. Mate, hookers are hard to come by, aren't they? I had this discussion with someone today. Do we, mate, you can you can Google them. You can go on street corners. Oh, you're talking about... Oh, yeah. We're, we're not talking about um, Newcastle. That's what, that's what you said you do. Hookers are hard to come by. Decent hookers. Decent ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking 120 quid, like... <laughs> <laughs> Is that decent? <laughs> um, for the good ones. But they are. You, you, you tell me five world-class hookers in England. Well, hold on. I tell you, you had that. You had Candy and Leicester. Bit of a stupid question. You had Candy and Leicester. Teddy Von Tramp. Cynthia. There was Cynthia. She was in... It's got to be one called Chanel or something like that, isn't yeah. it? Storm. I don't know Mathai- if she's Storm. She's Mathai- Mathai- or Storm. There was one called Mustang as well. What it, a name. Is that why you bought your Mustang? What? You had a gear in there. I'm getting rid of the Mustang. Oh, no. Yeah. Midlife bought, crisis is over, mate, is it? Twins bought on a Hyundai i800. That is not fucking showbiz. 
let's uh, let's go to the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. What's been good? What's been bad? And what's been ugly in there's rugby? Been, the there's been a few bits of good rugby or rugby unions over the last weekend. Uh, we're going to start off in Italy. Zebra backed up another victory with another one against Ulster. Ulster went over to Zebra and lost in the pro no one cares about. Because everyone was talking about getting rid of these guys last that No, season. everyone. Goody. They were a shambles. Goody was talking about getting rid of these Italian I'm, teams. I'm yeah, but Goody's now, getting rid of a, a team every every week yeah. on rugby passes in his columns. If, if, you're, if you're any team except for the Dragons or the Kings and you go to Zebra and lose, you should be utterly embarrassed. Ulster have gone to Zebra and lost in the Pro 14 no one cares about. That's maybe why no one cares about it. But credit to Zebra. I think they got the good last week as well, the Italians. They backed it up, so they're proving to everyone that I don't know what I'm talking about. So Zebra, they were good. Leon beat Rassing away in the top 14. They've gone second. Leon winning away at Rassing. Can you believe that? No Carl Ferns. Carl Ferns weren't playing. He wasn't even playing. He rested. He rested. Yeah, because they normally um, send the Shags up, don't they? they so sent the, the, mate, they sent the Shags and so won. The, so the Shags have gone up to Rassing 92. And won. No, no DC, though. They had no Dan Carter. Um, so Leon, they were pretty good. Uh, let's go to my old stomping ground, Newcastle. For one night only, they were top of the Premiership. First time they've been top of the Premiership since 2004. They beat London Irish at home Friday night. Started first half really good. Some real good attacking rugby. Irish came back into it a little bit, uh, but got the victory, got the bonus point. They were top of the league. But I have to eat my hat and eat my words a little bit because I've given Jim. Jim piled into them as well earlier in the season. Called them an embarrassment. Called out the coaches. He, Jim wanted the coaches sacked. I didn't want the coaches Jim sacked. Jim was like, sack the coaches. Sack, get rid of them. Get rid of them. Get them all out. They're all Shouldn't embarrassing. We're going to Northampton. Northampton are top of the premiership. Beating Quinns at the weekend. They're I'm top. In, I'm in shock. They started off embarrassingly against Saracens, didn't they? It was like Jim with his top off. It was just disgusting. Oh, hang on. Hang on. It was like Jim in the gym. Me with my top you off. You lifting 40 kilos on bench. And trying to max out. That's what they were like on, on week one. Weak, feeble, pathetic. But they bounced back with four straight victories. And they're top of the prem. Gosh. So this week, the good goes to the Northampton mate, Saints. You, you are like a turncoat. I'm a turncoat. But I just, mate, I just say it as I see it. They were garbage week one. They're now top of the prem. Do you think they'll be a top four team? No. Me neither. <laughs> you are horrible, Goody. You are horrible <laughs> to Northampton. I'm not. I'm just, it's just my opinion. Opinions like arseholes. Everyone's got one. Anyway, the bad, uh, we just had Ed Slater on the phone. Uh, Gloucester, their biggest ever premiership defeat. Embarrassingly poor. But they're not getting the bad this week. The bad this week goes to another one of my old teams. Breathe. What happened to breath? They're just bottom of the league. They've played six, lost six. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Uh, Have they got any players of, of any note playing for them? No. Sanconi in the back row, good player. All right. Yeah, French international. Okay. Julian Le Devedec. Do you know who he is? No. French second row. All right. What about the ugly? Uh, so the bad this week goes to Breathe. The ugly, two ugly things this week. Israel Falau dragging Dylan Lades by the hair. It's pretty ugly, but that... That was grubby. It's grubby. Very grubby. But the only thing to talk about this week, for me, Kyle Sinclair gouging Patterson. Why? Because he's a... I don't know. His head goes on the field the whole time. That that's one of the most ridiculous gouges I've I've seen mm. because it wasn't it's the whole scrum cap thing again, and then he's gone back again. He's gone back again. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, 
that he's gone back again. But deserves I, I a massive ban for it. Did anything? Ha- I, I didn't watch the game. I watched the highlights. Did anything happen before that? He, he felt he got pulled off the ball in a support. Got tackled early. Pulled off. Pulled back on a support line, and his head's obviously gone. Is that is that what he said? He's though? a fake tough guy. Because you go back ten years, and this is when Jim played originally. You know, like your upbringing at Leicester. Yeah. You scrap till you. You, you get drop. filled in. Yeah, exactly. You have to scrap back in those you days. You never drop though, did and you? And you could scrap on the field. You could stamp on people if they're lying on the ball. Not, I'm not condoning that. What I'm saying is it was part and parcel of the game to rough people up, wasn't it, back yeah. in the day. Now, the game, that all that's gone. So, someone's lying over the ball. You can't go up and shoot them on the back, on the back of their legs, whatever, which you could do when we first started out. So, you got the hell out of the ruck. Now, Sinclair runs around the field trying to be this big, rough, tough guy. Head goes. So, his head's away from actually... Trying to be the best loose head proper, sorry, tight head proper he can be. And he's just head goes and he's like bouncing off people, trying to be this big, rough, tough guy. It's fake tough guy stuff. So, with all the analysing and with all the cameras and with all the eyes that are on a game at the moment, there's no room for someone that's going to be like the tough guy you, you, that can, is going to lose his head. You can't throw a punch. You've got to be calculated. Yeah. You, you've got to have a cool head about what you're doing. If you want to be a tough guy, go and smash someone legally in a ruck, in a tackle. That's how physically you have to do it now. Carry big. Don't cheap shot someone. Don't try and rip but, someone's scrum. But he's off. got that in his, his armory. Like he is a good carrier. He is yeah, a he good is. tackler. He's got so much potential. Just too much anger. So, so why? So, so he's been left out of the England squad as well. Yeah. So what, do you know any reasons I, behind I, that? No, don't know. Well, maybe Eddie, Eddie, are you okay? Thinking the same thing. Eddie, are you okay? You okay? Eddie? Yeah. I, I, I was shocked to actually see see that footage. Like again, I, I did a, a lot of stuff in my career in terms of physical no shoeing. I'm no saint. And the, red, more, the red mist does go. The, the the red mist goes, but for me, but never now, in my, never in in my life did I think right, you fucker, I'm going to gouge you. <laughs> like <laughs> it was just eyeballs. yeah, like it's just one of them things that's a no no. Like you it could really have blinded is. the bloke. You could. It's not right. hard to stick. Well, you could stick the finger in the eye and detach the retina. Anything. It, it can be really innocuous in a way of doing it. He's actually got. You see the finger in his eye. Yeah, and fair play to Patterson because as players, it, you wouldn't normally go well. Oh, ref, ref, he did this. Someone gouges you or someone bites you, that is something that you go and fair play. I think looking at that, it doesn't look great. You know, he's still a young bloke. You know, people do make mistakes and it happens, and I'm sure that he'll bounce back from it. But gouging's a no-no. It's going on right now, isn't it? The hearing. So we'll know. So we'll find out tomorrow. By the time this Probably podcast by the time comes you out. listen to this, mm. you'll know more than we do. Let's have a guess. How many weeks are going to get? Here we go. From that video footage that we saw on BT Sport on. Sunday, where clearly they've zoomed in, he has got his finger in his eye. Entry level, Ashton got 10 weeks for reckless use of the hands. Yeah. Because he was he's trying to rip the ball and he wasn't looking what he was doing. Yeah, he, he's got, he had passed though. Yeah, but the fact is, Sinclair's gone, ripped the scrum cap, then gone back and hooked him in On the, the floor. Eye. On the floor, no need to do anything else. The ball's not even anywhere near them. Yeah. You know, if he's found guilty, make an example of him. Six months. I think he's going to get 20 weeks. So just less than six months. Right, yeah, I'm going weeks. <laughs> okay, so you got you got 20 I think weeks. It's, between 12 and 20, I know it's, I know it's quite big. And maybe, you know, if he, is he, he's pleaded not guilty, right? I don't know. Well, we'll find out. I'm going to say so he's going to get 20, 20 weeks. weeks. I'm going to say it's going to be an outrageous call and go for 12. 12 weeks? Yeah, I, yeah. Think, gonna, I think it's going to be outrageous. I'll go in the middle and go 16 then. Loser gets their piece out next week. Yeah, no worries. Next week, we're going to come so back we, to We've that. got story time where a fan's sent in a story... Pretty, pretty weird, story pretty well, weird, okay. pretty fucked up story time with Jim, and I'm going to read it, and we're going to end the show like that. Brilliant.
Thank you very much for listening. Uh, don't forget, we've got a live show in Soho on the 25th of October. It's been sold out, so next time we tell you that we've got a live show coming up, make sure you get in there early. What? Why are you saying don't forget we've got a live show, but all the tickets are sold out? We're just letting the people know in case they're too drunk to remember that it's they've right. already bought a ticket. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's called yeah. the tease thing, mate, as well. You know, I'm just like, oh, leading in to oh, say. They'll, they'll prick tease, eh? Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter as well. Thank you very yeah, much for you, joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at Jim Hamilton 4 please. I need more followers. I need to get more than Goody. Embarrassing. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Superfood for coming on here. Was it Superfood or Superfoodie? Superfoodie. 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 A much better looking version Mate, he just of looked more. He just looked more musclier than Goody. Yeah. Like, Stronger. Bigger arms. Yeah. Faster. Yeah. yeah. Rubby pod. Pod, pod, pod. pod. <laughs>